Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Genesis 32, Jacob's fear of Esau. Now, as Jacob went on his way, the angels of God met him. Jacob said when he saw them, this is God's camp. So he named that place Mahanaim. Then Jacob sent messengers before him to his brother Esau in the land of Seir, the country of Edom. He also commanded them, saying, Thus you shall say to my lord Esau, Thus says your servant Jacob, I have sojourned with Laban and stayed until now. I have oxen and donkeys and flocks and male and female servants. I have sent to tell my lord that I may find favor in your sight. The messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to your brother Esau, and furthermore he is coming to meet you, and four hundred men are with him. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people who were with him, and the flocks and the herds and the camels, into two companies. For he said, If Esau comes to the one company and attacks it, then the company which is left will escape. Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham, and God of my father Isaac, O Lord, who said to me, return to your country and and to your relatives, and I will prosper you. I am unworthy of all the loving kindness and of all the faithfulness which you have sworn to your servant. For with my staff only I crossed this Jordan, and now I have become two companies. Deliver me, I pray, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau. For I fear him that he will come and attack me and the mothers with the children. For you said, I will surely prosper you and make your descendants as the sand of the sea, which is too great to be numbered. So he spent the night there. Then he selected from what he had with him a a present for his brother Esau, 200 female goats and 20 male goats, 200 ewes and 20 rams, 30 milking camels and their colts, 40 cows and 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys and 10 male donkeys. He delivered them into the hand of his servants 
every drove by itself and said to his servants, pass on before me and put a space between droves. He commanded the one in front saying, when my brother Esau meets you and asks you saying, to whom do you belong and where are you going and to whom do these animals in front of you belong? Then you shall say, these belong to your servant Jacob. It is a present sent to my Lord Esau and behold, he also is behind us. Then he commanded also the second and the third and all who followed the droves, saying, After this manner you shall speak to Esau when you find him, and you shall say, Behold, your servant Jacob also is behind us. For he said, I will appease him with the present that goes before me. Then afterward I will see his face. Perhaps he will accept me. So the present passed on before him while he himself spent the night in the camp. Now he arose that same night and took his two wives and his two maids and his eleven children and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream, and he sent across whatever he had. Jacob wrestles. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. <clears throat> when he saw that he had not prevailed against him, he touched the socket of his thigh, so the socket of Jacob's thigh was dislocated while he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go for the dawn is breaking. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. He said, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him and said, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob named the place Peniel, for he said, I have seen God face to face, yet my life has been preserved. Now the sun rose upon him just as he crossed over Penuel, and he was limping on his thigh. Therefore, to this day, the sons of Israel do not eat the sinew of the hip, which is in the socket of the thigh, because he touched the socket of Jacob's thigh in the sinew of the hip. A couple things to point out here with Genesis 32. One, Jacob's fear is really justified, but it's by his own hand, and he knows it. He knows that he completely um, he misled Esau. He, he took from him what was rightfully Esau's. So Jacob knows that he deceived his brother, and he knows that his brother knows that he deceived his father to take what, again, was Esau's. So um, it's okay for him to be afraid. I mean, he knows that he's messed up. He wants to make it right. He knows he has to cross over. The big thought here is if he doesn't have to cross over, if he could go around, would he? But he doesn't. Whether he can or can't, whatever it is, he knows he has to go through the land of Edom. And so he's going into the Edomites who face his brother. And he doesn't, uh, he's afraid he does, he does send, rather than coming in boldly and, and just approach, just repenting and, and asking for forgiveness, he wants to soften the blow a little bit. He wants to send ahead presents. He wants to give and say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, with all these other things. Again, whether or not that's right or wrong, doesn't matter. God blessed him, and out of the blessings, he's, he's asking forgiveness from his, his brother. And he's trying to win him over with gifts. And, and that's fine. That's fine. But here's here's the part that really jumps off to me. So he knows the promise. He's going to God now and he's asking for protection. He's going to God and asking for protection. And he's 
almost as if he's some kind of an attorney or a lawyer, but he's presenting to God as he's just asking. Because remember, up to this point, he still refers to him as the God of my father Abraham, the God of my father Isaac. So it's it's his grandfather's uh, God, and it's his father's God. It's not his own. He's not taking ownership of a relationship with God himself. So <clears throat> he's going to him and saying, remember when you said this to me? And he's, he's just like he's leading the, the party to approach Esau with presents to soften the blow. He's also going before God asking for protection, but he's leading with, remember, you told me this. He's leading with those promises. He's, he's, which is good to a point. God, you said you would do this. Therefore, I'm going to trust you. I don't know if we need to completely approach him that way. I think that's a part of the wrestling. Because rather than just saying boldly, confidently, courageously, God, you promised and I know you're going to deliver. Therefore, I'm going to step forward. He's coming with a little bit of a, almost a bargaining. I I know I need protection. And you promise that I'm going to have a day after this. You know, it's like watching a, uh, a TV series. And because you've seen an actor in a future or a character in a future episode, you know that when he's facing death right now, he can't die. He's in the future. Same idea. As silly as that sounds. He says, you told me I'm going to have all these descendants. You told me I'm going to, uh, that you're going to deliver me. And you told me to go back to my the land of my family. Since you told me all this, then all I need is your protection. Well, I think that that's, that's good everywhere except for in his backbone. I think what we need to do is the same thing. The Bible is full of promises from the beginning to the end. God's promises to us are yes, yes, and amen. There's no gospel of maybe. There's no possibly. With God, it's either yes or no, period. So if he said he's going to do something, those words will not come back void. God has a, given a vision to my wife and I for a ministry, and I can boldly just move into trying to move that ministry forward, knowing that whatever God, whatever his will is over that time, that season, that action, that decision, it's going to happen regardless of what I do. So I need to just move. I need to act. I need to boldly take those steps forward, knowing that God already promised the end result. Now, does that mean that um, I might not be you know, taken out in the process, so be it. It's not about me. It's about God's will, God's calling, God's vision, God's ministry. So as I boldly move forward, every step that I take should be leading towards that result, which God gave the, the vision of. So it's a confidence. It's courage. It's knowing, not bartering, not second-guessing God or throwing his promises back in his face. It's saying, 
God, you made a promise and I know that you're faithful. Therefore, I'm going to move without doubt, without question, and without uncertainty. So, Father, I just want to say thank you for the promises that you've, you've given to us. And I pray that we could have the courage, that I could have the courage to just grab hold of those promises, that I can spend time in your word just enough to continue to absorb those promises and that I could grab hold of those promises and step forward with those promises as that fuel, as a confidence in knowing, not as a question of a possibility. Father, thank you that you're faithful, you're true, and you never fail us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.